Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Sam Grow and the one and only Backstage Bobby, all the way from Chicago to Vegas to do this interview with me on Toad's Tunes. Sam and I got into a traveling from Nashville to Vegas. Yeah, he went through Nebraska, the Grand Canyon, South Dakota, and so much more just to get to Vegas to gamble and have some sushi, of course. Backstage Bobby diving in with me to get to know Sam a little bit better. I'm going to stop right there. Y'all get to know Sam Grow. Everybody wants to believe you. Hell, so do I. You say he's Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today, sitting here, wait, I should just start this the right way. Bobby, introduce yourself. How do you start your shit? <laughs> That's, it? shit. <laughs> That's it? That's uh, it? No, it's usually, what's up, everybody? It's Backstage Bobby here live from Stoney's in Las Vegas, baby. I like it. Thank Welcome. You. And Sam Grow. Yeah, you're here, too. Yes. Dude, what's new with you, dude? Oh, Besides... Man. Hold on. I'm just going to interject real quick before I start that. I'm going to say, what's new with you before I already got the new music and I already got my ass chewed from Brad because he was like, you already have the new music and you haven't hit me up for it. New music. I do. When's that shit drop, dude? Uh, So the next single comes out September. uh, And then after that, the album comes out uh, October 21st. You stoked? Yeah, dude. I'm so pumped. Are you going to print vinyl? I don't know. Uh, Brad's saying no. Team vinyl. Not even one? Send it send an email to Brad at FordMM.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send one every day until yeah, I get you it. Vinyl hater. Dude, so we've got backstage Bobby in the house. I've been following you online for a little bit now. Hi. Super fun. Put that closer to you. Get Hello. comfortable so people can hear you. There you go. Um we all have something in common, right? We sit with these artists and we talk to them we and do. we get some weird shit out of them. We do. And that's what's fun about it, right? Yeah, I think when I talked to you, Sam, you were like sitting on your back porch. I couldn't see your face, yeah, and I course. could like just see your beard the yeah. entire interview. And so now I like go back and look at that. Let's keep I'm like, mystique, you I'm know? like, damn, it, it was just the beard. But yeah. that was over a year ago, so you've done a lot since then. Yeah, the last year's been nuts. Yeah, so what has been like your number one moment from the uh, past year? Like if you had to like narrow it down just to one. Well, I played the Opry November 21st, so that was like the big thing for me. It was fucking badass. Yeah, man. Tough was there. And uh, like so, that was probably my my biggest like accomplishment within the last year. But then um, we just put out a, a single, and it's a single that I produced myself, so I was super nervous about it. And uh, day one, it broke all my first day one streaming records that I had in my career. So I was super nervous about it, but it made it a little extra sweet that I got to produce the song. So it's I mean, down to the songs you know, mastering level. It's as much me as it can be, and people have really embraced it. What was the choice behind that? Like, that's a big... Oh, un- I mean, right. that's a massive <laughs> undertaking. Uh, like- such a juicy question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Noah Gordon was my producer for a really long time, uh, for my last, basically, uh, record and a half. And um, he has split ways with my label to go start his own label. And he signed Shenandoah and uh, Eddie Montgomery and John Michael Montgomery and Billy Ray Cyrus. And he's doing a whole Legends record. So uh, he's pretty busy. And obviously, when you leave a record label, they're not as enticed to work with (laughs) that guy anymore. So they were like, hey, you're up, man. Hope you learned everything you need to learn. Get in the studio. That was literally it? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Forrest called and was like, hey. Do you really think you could uh, just pull it off if you produced it yourself? And what was single like, was this? Uh, Over Me By Now is is, what, is my first one that I did. Are, do I, you want to continue? But that? all seven that I sent you, dude, I, I produced yeah. all those. What What's your personal favorite out of those seven? 
Brad and I have already had this conversation. Have you heard them? Uh, you haven't sent them to me. I will. Okay, so what's your favorite? Man, out of the new ones, there's... I, I don't know. They're like all... I hate that question because... Like, I, I don't, don't... You got to answer they, it or we're not leaving. <laughs> I mean... No I sushi love, for you. I love this song <laughs> called Maybe uh, that's on there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, me and Gene Quaid wrote it, and yeah. we wrote it from just like a really real place. And there's some really cool lines and lyrics in there. That I told I Brad think. today, I think I wrote you when you sent him. I listened to him, and I was like, Jesus Christ, maybe is ridiculous. And Thanks, I told man. Brad again today, ridiculous. And that's the fun part about music. I want to go back to the Opry for a sec. I'm a grown ass man. It took everything I had to not cry. Oh, man. Everyone around me, your daughters, everybody's in tears, and I'm just sitting there. You know what? As a guy, you bite as hard as you can bite to fight back the tears. Yeah. Dude, did you cry a lot? Oh, dude. That day was waterworks, but it started with my daughter at Chipotle. <laughs> like, she, we went out. Did Brad got, buy that night or something? No. no. <laughs> we, we went out and uh, just before to snag a quick lunch, and she was sitting there, and she's uh, 14 now. But, you know, a lot of her life, I've had to go and grind to be on the road and all that. Right. And uh, she was talking to me, and she was like, you know, Dad, I know you had to go and play a lot of shows and do a lot of stuff to get to this point. She said, but I just want you to know that I'm proud of you. And, and like that now I'm crying. Was the, yeah, that was the big, like, sob moment for me because, I mean, that's what you want at the end of the day is you, you go and make music and i never chased it because i wanted to be famous or have glitter or any of that stuff it's just i wanted to sing songs and have you know the people that are around me be proud of what i'm making right i i think i told you i've been to three opry debuts that was the third and they're all people that meant something to me in my life dude that was badass your story to get there is cool as shit um brad's deep frying was all right for thanksgiving but other than that it was an (laughs) awesome trip (laughs) it was my deep frying jesus christ man oh (laughs) how about the fact it was at his house i'm just gonna go with that and his donkeys man how are the donkeys brad wait brad you have donkeys that he just feeds so there are asses behind you gotcha (laughs) (laughs) you guys get in a car you brad and tinley to get your asses out here yeah how was that? I mean, you stopped at my in, favorite place in the world, Nebraska, but... Intentional, man. Like, we've just gotten to this place where backyards and bonfires are such a cool thing for us where we got to, like, see, you know, the country and really take things in. So now when we have opportunities for us to road trip it, like, we left Monday. Right. Just so we could go and see all the different things that we wanted to see. And we always take the Texas route before, which we love doing, and we see a lot of stuff doing that, but we're like, we've done that a couple times. Go a different so let's, way. Let's go a different route. And so we took a, the northern route and, uh, man, just got to see a whole bunch of stuff. Your truck? Yeah. Dude, how many miles are on that thing now? Well, that's the new one. That's the new black one. If if you calculated it on top of the blue truck, the blue truck, I put 140,000 miles on it. And then so that one's – but that one's pushing 100 now just because we – Wow. Where's the blue one? It's gone. She, she gone. gone. She gone. <laughs> she gone. Uh, actually, I know who has – is a kid from Kentucky. The same day I dropped off that truck uh, – uh, they put, like wash it up and put it up and dealership and, yeah mm-hmm. okay and the next day a kid came in from kentucky and bought it so some dude's enjoying that truck right now yeah it's that's been awesome. good to you that's yeah. for there's sure. a story yeah you're gonna write or, a song uh, about a song. it yeah. there's a lot of songs about gotta get a new truck right now i need to chill out on it. yeah no i agree <laughs> truck in the yard what are you talking about yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying i just put out a throw truck his name in the hat there yeah as these singles keep coming out, like what what's next 
for good old Sam Grow. You got more stuff for the the rest oh, of yeah. the year? Yeah, just constant uh, releasing anywhere. From, you know, we try to stay on every six weeks, put something out, something new. You think that's the the ticket right now? Algorithm? Yeah, I mean, I think it, I I'm living proof that you don't have to be. And this is no shade. If you're really good at TikTok, good on you. But like, you don't have to be a you know a, a viral TikToker. Or, whatever to to get the right numbers uh monthly listeners i mean i'm at 920,000 monthly listeners and i think i have 18,000 followers on tiktok so right like you don't abuse it like others no I, those are tools i'm not saying you Abs- shouldn't i'm absolutely. not absolutely yeah i'm not saying you shouldn't use them uh but then you have a lot like i have buddies that you know did covers and stuff on tiktok and they'll tell you themselves that they wish they never did it because you know now they're just known for the covers and people aren't going to find their music they're just going to listen for a cover right and then i have other musician friends that do musician stuff on there and uh and they you know go on there and do that and get liked for you know the wrong reasons yeah the wrong reasons yeah. and see no effect on their i've always Spotify. i've always challenged the artist that that comes through either being on idol or the voice or being a TikTok phenom and turning around and seeing how that translates to ticket sales. sales yeah. And I would tell you that the one artist that has come through here that's been on one of those shows that actually did well was Chase Beckham. Yeah. And he did phenomenal. He did a great show, uh, had a great following. Um, but I've had probably 10 of those kids from, from American Idol of The Voice, and not one of them has done as well as he did. And he did great. Well, I can say, too, there are some TikTokers that were already incredible musicians and had incredible songs right so when they got on there and did it and then got exposure and then people got exposed to their music those are the people that stick you well know? Yeah. you gotta look I would, and i see it up but, in chicago yeah, I, yeah those are the, the people that kind of had something before and there wasn't like a massive blow up on tiktok those are the people that, that show we're up. gonna yeah. find out real quick because you've got these phenoms out there um, I'll just take Bailey Zimmerman for that is, yeah. a, is a perfect example. Here's here's a kid that's blown up on TikTok. Um, I hope it lasts, but how long? We're actually going to find out, and a lot of the artists are really going to come around, and the labels and all that kind of stuff. Gonna, they're going to turn around and see what, what it does. And yeah. it might be an anomaly that you might see one or two that actually come through that, that become huge successes from that. But I just... I look at a lot of artists like that, and I see that they're here one day. I mean, I have a 14-year-old at home, yep. and she's like, you heard of this artist, this artist, this yeah. artist. Well, guess what? In two weeks, she's not talking about those artists anymore. So no. I think we're going to find out real quick what that translates to as far as careers, Yeah, the, long, the longevity. I would rather be the guy that comes up in someone's daily mix every day on Spotify than the yeah. guy that comes up in somebody's TikTok feed every day. Mood. You know, I get I get three minutes of their time and my song in their life rather than me trying to do anything I can to get them to stop scrolling. And you gotta you gotta figure the neat part about that is is they're all already on Spotify or iTunes podcasts and mm-hmm. sort of thing and not podcasts, but iTunes and they get to hear something on a playlist. They have an instant capability of going in and diving deeper. You can't yeah. really do that. You can't dive deep. Yeah, you have to get out of that program and move on. You might get some stuff, but like nothing. Well, I can tell you because I'm a Bailey Zimmerman fan. Like I, yeah. oh, I yeah. thought his music's great yep. and his voice is great. The one thing I hope that Warner ends up doing for him is getting more music out on him because, like, when Fall in Love first came out, I went and streamed it and listened to it, and then I like, I'm like, cool, I want to hear I more. Want more. Give me yeah. more. Yeah. And he had, he didn't have any more music, you know. So like, I I think that that's the one thing that you pull, 
greatly on the independent side is that you can put uh, and I mean look at most I love most Muscadine. Uh, that's what I was yeah. just about yeah. to ask you they're about my, what your they're thoughts like are. one of my favorites and but I also feel like it's super important for the kids to know that those guys were doing it when uh, Facebook was just just a thing yeah and like yeah. so those guys have completely jumped every hurdle on every social media on everything but now the cool thing is they're, they're making TikTok funny as ass hell TikToks have, <laughs> and, and they have so many so much music to consume so then when kids go back because they're hearing me on you they're like oh shit this isn't a new band nope these guys have albums and albums and albums of music and and they're badass yeah they become diehards you know which make make the most and jelly roll same thing like a whole bunch of catalog are you are you friends with him yeah he um we just we we did a we're doing a show october 21st in idaho at roadhouse with him so his pre-sale went and um, he broke our ticketing system with traffic. No joke. Yeah. Like no joke. No like joke. I'm, I'm calling the ticketing people, going, "Can you, can you help me? Because what is going on?" And they're like, "Dude, like this needle is, we're screwed." So we, he ended up. I, I capped him for right now at forty one hundred, and we're trying to figure out what the hell we're gonna do because that venue can grow. Yeah. But with growth comes cost. With cost comes, but experience still has to be there and you know me about experience i'm 100 percent. i'm not going to sell uh, my 1100 cap room here and sell 1500 tickets and expect everyone to have a good time I'm not yeah. going to do that so yeah. it's kind of what we're watching up there he exploded oh dude and and that's the thing again a guy that just consistently put on music yeah. and used social media as a tool and then it helped kids lead to his music and then really become extreme fans because they have so much catalog to listen to you can really learn about jelly roll if you listen oh you yeah know, go and listen to his music so i just got uh i was telling you about jordan harvey yes. you, heard, you heard of that kid Mm-mm. so i got a phone call i started doing some booking for life is beautiful this year we booked four acts there and i got a phone call from uta asking about cappy put out the word that he heard i was booking life is beautiful so he's like dude i got this jordan harvey kid can someone talk to toad and see if we can get this thing done i ended up booking him well as i go to listen to him he's got one song on spotify one one what do you do yeah i mean it's good i yeah. mean it's poppy and young it, and yeah he's british british he yeah british. and he finally came over the pond and then he wrote a song about an alabama girl yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did he meet an Alabama girl? That's what he told me. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, but I just sit back and it's like, he's going to explode at some level. But you put it perfect. If the label sits back and says, "Yeah, we're going to wait," who's that good on? I don't yeah. think that's a win for anybody. Yeah. I agree. You I can't shelve the. You got shelve those guys. They had this really stupid theory where they were like, "You don't want to put out too much music because it'll oversaturate your market." And I'm like. Let me tell you something. I'm a Brooks and Dunn fan. If Brooks and Dunn all of a sudden <laughs> said, we're putting a song out every Friday, I'm going to go to Spotify every Friday. And right. So, so oh, you yeah. can't overexpose putting music out for people who love to listen to you already. Yeah. Well, think about that. People are saying that right now about, like, Zach Bryan. Yeah. That he, the, the kid's a freaking Dude, machine. He can retire. I mean, he could, re- I mean, so, but people show up for his shows. I mean, at our Windy City Smokeout in Chicago, he was the second slot on Thursday, the opening day, I have never seen it so busy in my entire life. In that life. early. And you know what That sucks? early. You know what sucks is a label will associate and act like Zach Bryan and go, oh, it's because look at his TikTok numbers. No. no. Look at his music. Yeah. And then the kids are finding him on TikTok. Like, and somewhere along the line in the past year or two, it's gotten to where, like, what are their TikTok numbers and not what does our music sound like? Thank you. Know? you. <laughs> and it's like, 
And that's where I think that it, the problem, I don't have a problem with anybody, you know, doing great TikToks and explode. Like, I love Priscilla Block. I think she's incredible. But mm-hmm. I also think that her music, her, yeah, her music's great, great. and yeah. relatable. And she's extremely relatable. If anybody should have a show, it should be her, right. like a TV show. Yeah. But like, you know, she's really funny and original on her socials, but her music also stands on its own. So that's why she works. You know, I was uh, I was talking to my booking dude for for Nate Smith um, last year, and I'm like, I love his music, but it just doesn't fit our our club because you've been here before. Yeah, you have not, but yeah, you'll see. They love to out. dance here. That's what they like to do. And and Nate's earlier music is very mellow, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's and it's. I'm like, these people will not just two step and waltz all night long. So I kept fighting that show, fighting that show, and then they sent me two singles. Similar to what what Brad does with your music when he sends it to me, and um, <laughs> <laughs> it's you, Brad. It's you. Brad's and, really uncomfortable. And right he sends now. me um, the whisk. Is it uh, whiskey, uh, whiskey, on you. whiskey in on you? On whatever you. on you. Whiskey, like <laughs> or in you. you. <laughs> they send me that, and I'm like, and then they send me another one to follow, and I went, all right, I'm in because it's like it's not all that small, but I mean slow. But then you turn around, and it's the whole thing of of keep putting out music keep giving us stuff and i listen to muscadine a yeah. lot i've been trying to get him them here for so long oh, and the last time they great. said yes i had to take two other bands with them i'm like that doesn't work here you can't do it so i had to pass on a show like but i'll get them here at one point yeah. but i mean and muscadine too is a band that's figured out like what works great for their audience and they stick to it and they ease into whatever they would might want to transition into like dude it's been a long walk to get to me on you those guys don't put out yeah. tempo songs you know yeah. they normally put out extremely in your feel emo yep. country lyric like that's what i loved about them so much so when they would get on like podcasts and stuff they'd be like you know well our fans don't like up music and i'm like it's he's give it a right. try <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But it's true right. you look at yeah, their catalog kinda, it really right. wasn't till like dying no. for a living that things yeah. kind of popped off yeah yeah i just can't get enough of them they're one of those bands i listen to over and over Going back to Jelly Roll, I mean, you look at his story, pretty weird. What born and born and raised in Nashville, yeah. yeah. Um, been through hell. Yeah, he's got a an old lady, whatever. To each their own. They're those guys are crazy. I mean, yeah. the shit she posts is crazy, <laughs> yeah. crazy. And then you look at him, and you like, I just as soon as we as soon as I found out we were gonna have a show up there with him, I just dove into the YouTube of the world and just started watching his interviews just to get to know who he was. The dude been through hell. Yeah, and super and, passionate. Yes. Uh, I've been listening to Teddy Swims lately. Oh, another good choice, yeah. dude. He's coming here. That's what? Not 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 here. But oh. House of Blues. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's a little bit out of our realm. I know. I was about stuff. to say. I was like, Tone, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're gonna have Teddy Swims. Yeah. But that's another dude that you would look at, and the first thought would be like, "There's no fucking way." And then you yeah. listen to him and go, "Holy shit balls!" Yeah, he can. Yeah, sing that his boy can sing. Yeah. yeah. And I like that he's he's with a um, my buddy Brandon Purdue. What works with him at his publishing company. Okay. So it's I'm hoping to be able to do one of these with that dude because that oh would God. be be fucking sick. You know he's got a story for sure. Yeah, I mean he's just a and again it's one of those things where you look at these dudes and have no idea what they sound like, look like, like what they're what they're gonna sound like based on what they look like. Yeah. Better, but yeah. super fun, super fun, dude. What's where's uh, hey Brad? Um, where's Thanksgiving this year? Uh, same place. Right. What can I bring? <laughs> <laughs> Beef. For y'all that can't see, I'm wearing Brad's favorite shirt right now. It's yeah. cow print. Oh, the cow print. The cow print. So you you got Stoney's Rockin' Country tonight? Yeah. Third time? Yeah. Third time, right? Yeah, officially. 
The first, the first one, one don't count. Yeah, the first was one quiet. was uh, I'm playing for you and your friends. And yes. So can we get away with this? I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> give you some backstory on this one. Is yeah. during COVID they had this stupid rule here that you couldn't have live music. It couldn't be so loud. You I wasn't allowed to sell a show here. What? Dude, this town was crazy. Uh, so, I was in Chicago. I, I raise you. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Dude, our governor said that you can't have music that was louder than people talking and had to be six feet away from them. And then two days later, he shows up at a restaurant with a band playing as close as brad is you two sitting there like total opposite like we got we got shut down <laughs> twice here we got take we got our liquor license taken away our admin license because our offices are here like they screwed with us so bad but I, i'm just like he's out on the road doing stuff i'm like yeah. i just want to do something fun so it was really on the down low we did his first show here and um the people consumed it like no other it was the neatest thing in the world the acoustic stuff then we did that was badass and we were only allowed so many people in in here they had to be so far apart they had to wear a mask if they walked to the bathroom like and they they were in here every time i would send out an email of something they would show up it was bad but we had fun with that so one of them we were doing an interview and they came to shut us down yep because there was a line outside yeah our acoustic shows were bonkers here. Like, they went really good. And so they were had to hold them at the door to do all the thing. So there was a line outside of the building, and I, they came. During the saw, interview. Because I saw the people waiting outside. So they came up and ran and broke up our interview, and he's got it recorded. No yeah. way. Yeah, I do awesome. need to hear that. Yeah. That was a lot different than the acoustic show I saw you for. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we talk about that <laughs> <No>. mishap? <laughs> no. Let that one go in the abyss. Hold so, on, man. What happened was... So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a town called West Chicago uh, that people think original is original town name mm-hmm, that people think is in Chicago proper. Oh, oh no, it's a solid forty miles out. And whoever you were working with at that time to book um, booked uh, him at a rock club that was forty miles away from the city. And so I show up with my dad, and I think we all got pretty drunk. But uh, it was a great time. Alex was there. Alex had a big old belt buckle. Yeah. Sam yeah. sounded yeah. wonderful. But I told Brad, I said, next time you come to Chicago, please let me know first. <laughs> yeah. book it? I'll give you yeah. a, a... You were in the you... wrong place, huh? Oh, oh completely. I, there, It was funny. That whole tour, <laughs> we got some stories. I'm was this gonna... pre-COVID? <laughs> was, uh, just, r- after. Just, just after. Just after. Yeah. Coming out. And we, like, we had done our own private bookings. Me and Brad had done our own private And they were crushing i wanted to do it sold out well then this promoter guy was like oh wow this is an opportunity well he didn't know anything about country music no research so i literally played a club and it was actually we did okay in that club but i actually played one club where there was dead mannequins hanging from the ceiling and like yeah dude like i can't make this up really <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah straight like crazy club. where was that Oh, Zim, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Look at that. He's like, <laughs> I'm scarred. I'm scarred. As long as Brad says it, I'll, <laughs> I can't get in trouble. <laughs> your trip out here. What was your What was your favorite part on this trip? Like, was I'll, I'm I'm assuming that you the Grand Canyon was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, we so we honestly, dude, I loved all of it because the first day was Winfield, Kansas, which is like where I grew up as a kid. So we went and hung there for a little bit. The next day was Deadwood, South Dakota. So we went and saw the cowboy uh, sites, and like I went to Harley Davidson, spent way too much money in there. And was your boy Brian working? No, he was not. <laughs> not in Deadwood, thank God. You never know; he could have got moved. And those old ladies were so nice to me in that place; they didn't think I was stealing anything. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> he he came here one of these times and stopped at the Harley Davidson dealer here, and and it so happens that the guy that was the salesman, Brad's really good friends with, but he won't admit it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been too long, sir. It's been too long. Yeah. But every time Sam would pick up something, the guy would be like, "Can I take that for you?" Like he was gonna steal. He followed me real close around the store and. <laughs> Like a pick, and then finally, and you know me, I, like I have a long patience. Like, yeah, I'm not a yeah. guy that gets upset about anything, yeah. really. And finally, I just turned around. I was like, "Bro, I'm not going to steal any of this. Can you please just give me space? Like, yeah, I just right. need space. <laughs> like, what? I was like, "Do you think I'm going to take this say? stuff?" And he was like, "I'm just trying to be helpful." I was like, "This is the opposite of helpful." I was like, "You make me not want to buy anything." Didn't I come pick but, you guys up, and you guys were sitting out front, and it was yeah. 110 out, or they would rather sweat than stay in the store with that guy. Did yeah. you get this guy's a, name? I, I Toad knows him. I know him. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is aggressive, Brad. This is why you're not allowed into rooms where we have interviews. After this, you, you go to California. Uh huh. And then what? Coming back to Coming Vegas back to kick here. it for a little bit? Yeah, playing, uh, actually playing a private show. Here. In Vegas. Sunday? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. For a, another bar owner, but it's just like for. Her like kind of what you did the first time coming out, but it's like her and her friends. Oh, about us. She place. a fan? Yeah, awesome. shutting the place down. Your first show with her? Yeah, cool. Yeah, That's awesome. and um, it's it's called what's it called? The Blue Mule. Yeah, the the Blue. Oh, Mule. I met her. Yeah, I met seedy part of town. Yeah. Damn it! I said it. Yeah, it's no, West she, Chicago. Well, it's, it is West <laughs> Chicago. It, it's funny. It's funny. She she says uh she straight up will tell you that it's yeah. it's complete dive bar and like on the outskirts bad part of town but she's shutting it down so she's like it doesn't matter she came here one night yeah she's such a it wasn't was it new year's i think so yeah and i shot the shit with her for a few and she was telling me i was like oh oh i I wouldn't go there in the daytime but she you yeah she's seen some shit too yes i could yeah the blue the blue mule yeah blue mule and behind the bar there's a a bottle of Jack Daniels for me, a bottle of Jameson for Tenley, and a bottle of Riesling for it's Brad. Cute. And she Riesling. bought it. Riesling. Yeah. It was a box of Riesling. Yeah, exactly. Fancy. <laughs> Boda. You don't. You don't know about him and his Riesling. I. This. Was, how long do we have here? No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys head back home after what? What's the plan? You, yeah. The the band flies home. Band flies home. Yeah. And me, Tenley, and uh, his girlfriend Alex. Yep. We'll be out here. Corn. Then. Yeah, so we're driving back across the country again. And When's your next show? Um, then we play in Ocean City in September, the week, af- the week after I get back. And then right from Ocean City, I fly to Florida to do four days in Fort Myers for the Songwriter Festival. Dope. Acoustic? Then, yep. Yep. And then right after that, I do a U.S. Uh, show for the U.S. Navy and the Blue Angels. And Where's that's in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, badass. and it's uh, me and Runaway June. Oh, sweet! Wow. Yeah. That's pretty that's badass. That's awesome. Yeah. Acoustic again, just you nope, and Tinley. Full, full band, full band, full out. Sweet. Yeah, me and Tinley are playing acoustic on the Friday, but that's just for the uh, soldiers and uh, like higher ups in the in the first time doing high that ranks. Like with no, I've done it a few times for them. I I love getting to do those. Hey. The only thing is, is when they uh, invite like the men and women who are serving in with the like higher ups they're super uptight so like we played for him acoustic one other time and one dude got in trouble because he like was singing was like singing and clapping and stuff a higher up or a no a, 
uh, yeah, below. An, like an officer dude? Yeah, 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 he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't an officer. So how is it playing to those people? Like, is it just, like, everybody's kind of, like, deadpanned, oh, or? Well, you have to look at their faces, because, like, they smile and stuff, but they're, when all the high officers and high-ranking officers are in the room, everybody in that room is just, like. Right. It's like the big bosses super here. Up, like, Jeez. super tense. So that show, although rewarding, like, even me, and the, even me and the guys were, like, Shit. I can't yeah. I can't imagine you probably don't cuss. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Um I, I would guess that you probably don't get the same feeling out of that show as a crowd, them singing your song, but you but the do get a good there. the yeah. good feeling. The, the part that made it okay was at the end, obviously I like went back and uh stood in a place where they I could meet everybody who wanted to meet me. And then right. like so when they were talking to me, they were like, Man, love your music. Sorry, we can't get loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like, so can that, you come play in the yeah, barracks about, a little well, later? Well, that was the thing. They were like, "Yo, there's a bar that's inside the barracks. It would be awesome if you come there because they wouldn't like watch us there, right? You know, it's like Did some top gun shit. No, I haven't done it yet, but they're <laughs> Brad setting it up just because I want to be able to have those like get rowdy guys and, and gals be in a spot where they could like really let loose because they couldn't in that position. But I mean, dude, it's crazy. Like the color guards there flying the flag, the, all the high-ranking officers are on one side they're filming it (laughs) so like it's literally prim and pro as prim and proper as you could be i think that's weird because heaven forbid they'd be human oh yeah but they want them they i guess because it was filmed too they wanted them to be just like is it a respect thing yeah and it, it was so wild it was almost like a recording applause because right when you get done, right when you get done, they clap a certain amount of time, and then they all stop at the same time, and then it's waiting for awkward me awkward as shit. Waiting for me to talk, say the next line, play the next song. And they're all in uniform too. So that's right, oh my God. that that's like super uptight. I would I would think. Yeah, this is like a oh. big concert. Oh, that's, that's great. Badass. Yeah, but the Friday night thing is that, and that's just me and Alex and the officers because i you know for us we we feel like they don't get to like kind of enjoy the show or get to watch the music they working and they're the ones that are having us so like we always like to go in to give them something right and then we'll go and party while they have you to get, be do you sell merch give merch how does that work yeah sell s- sell merch at the public show right for me and runaway june uh for them i give them whatever yeah, they want yeah. sure hell yes let's talk 23 yeah a little bit of ways you have like goals for twenty three? Yeah. Shut up, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll put out more music. Obviously, I'd like to do a faster release schedule this year, that next year if I could. Yep. Um, Are they? I guess I want to ask that question. So, you're putting out seven every six weeks. You said right, for but it's year. seven songs total. Well, so no, it'll be it'll be the songs right. that have already come out plus the seven plus the seven. Oh, so yeah. how many of that total? Twelve. Twelve. That all before the end of the year? Yeah. And then next year, more music? Mm-hmm. Do you That'll get, be another album, yeah. Do you get the say-so on how fast you put your stuff out? Uh, they've been pretty good with me the last year or so, uh, just because it's been working. So as long as I put out a suggestion and it works, I yeah. get to keep doing it. <laughs> you know? Do you? Is there like a, a tour that, that you would love to jump on? Oh, that's a besides, great question. Besides Brooks and Dunn? Yeah. Oh, I would jump on that. Yeah. Wow. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> uh, That's it. Man, there's in a, Vegas. There's a yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to do their residency. Yeah. <laughs> not, I a residency? Not go, yeah, yeah, not go anywhere. Stay in Vegas the whole time. Straight <laughs> to Vegas. Yeah. Bad news. Um, no, I mean, there's a ton of 
artists that I think I'd like to go on the road with. Like, I think Muscadine would be great. I think Jelly would be great. Um, as far as like national, uh, like major act, I guess, uh, I'd really like to do a run with Lee Bryce. Um, oh, yeah, I love Lee Bryce. He was just here Monday. We really? did a, a private here at Monday. Yeah, he's coming back one more time before the end of the year. So, like, those guys are my, they're my, you know, heroes. They're, like, who I kind of crafted. They're the graduating class, like, before the class I'm in now. You right. Know? Like, so, uh, like, Randy Hauser and those guys. I love, like, I've gotten to tour with Randy. I've gotten to play some dates with Lee. But I would love to get to, like, do a full tour with those guys and just learn every day. What do you think of Randy Hauser going out with Cody Johnson? Yes, that was my question. Dude. I would hate to be. Honestly, though, because Cody's such a great singer, too, but I every night that I played with Randy, I thank God above that I was singing before him and not after, after him. him. Well, dude, I, I mean, you guys came back uh, and watched him here at one of those private events. I just love the fact that no set list, that dude just wings it. And he it. sings on his toes. Have you noticed mm. when he hits those notes, he goes up on yeah. the tips of his boots? Yeah. He was here, and he remember he shaved? And he came walking up, and I'm like, well, he was the movie. <laughs> yes. I, I don't even know who he was. He could look totally different with no beard. Really? Oh, yeah. But I think that part's important to note, too, because he came over knowing exactly who we were, and yes. there's a million different artists out there that wow. couldn't That's just huge. walk up, know you, know Brad, know me. You know, yeah. like, Well, he didn't know me until then, but what was neat about after that, we were out by the garbage cans out back, and he got out of the car, and I'm like, who's this guy walking over here? And he walks up, and it was he walks up to Brad, and he was like, what's going on, man? Walked up to Sam, and I was just like, I'm Toad. And then he's been here twice since then, and he goes out of his way to say hi. Such he's just a nice a, such a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a whole, like, so I just got to produce uh, Jason Michael Carroll. And I've been like, seeing that. There's like a whole, like group of those guys that are, you know, 2010s, yeah. that don't understand. That kind of fell right in the middle of radio is king, and, and you have to have a major label to and do stream, anything. Yeah, yeah, and streaming. So those guys don't understand, like, because they fell in the middle, they don't understand like the value that they have. Like when I talked to Randy when he was here, you know, he's like, "Well, I, I got this record that's done, but I got to get to a major label." And I was like, "No, you don't." And he was like, yeah, I do. I mean, I got to figure out how to put the music. I was like, put it out yourself. And uh, he was like, well, why would I do that? I was like, because you have 3.2 million monthly listeners, man. Right. Like, why? You don't you need to start He doesn't label. understand. Yeah. So here's what's funny yeah. is yeah. we had that conversation. That I drank that night. Green tea shots. Uh, it was us and Randy. And one of the conversations that you and I had, I believe, with Brad as well, was that if we had all the money in the world, that's the first guy we would sign. Yep. Yeah. And then he started his own all thing, label, which I was yeah. super happy to yeah. To see, because and now he's seeing the results. Like radio still wants to embrace Randy Hauser, who who, who wouldn't, wouldn't want to yeah. embrace you know, Randy like, Hauser. Yeah. yeah, you don't, you can't like country music and not like Randy <laughs> Hauser. But like, so he is still getting embraced. But I think he's also seeing and understanding because he thought, because that's what major labels tried to tell all the artists: there's no money in streaming. Yeah. Well, that's a lie. Yeah. There's a lot of money in streaming. You know. So, I think once I explained that, because that was his thing too, was you know, there's no money in streaming that doesn't pay anything jason right? michael carroll or randy yeah or both, both. <laughs> yeah like, and even uh craig now craig is doing it too craig campbell yep. yeah but like had that that same conversation all those guys think they thought radio was king that that's what you have to do dude he, and you look at a guy like craig campbell that that he's old school 
uh, super old school. And that single, Never Mind, I can't quit. So I, good. I won't. So it's good. one of those ones that'll last a, li- a lifetime for me because I just think it's just that well written. Yeah, well, anything he sings is golden. He's anyway. super talented. He's going to be here in, uh, shit, is that next week? Yeah. The ninth. Oh, no. Next week is Adam Sanders, then him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to having them both back out here. So, next year, more touring, more music. Hopefully some big shit with Yeah. I would say I would say more of a tour season. Okay. Uh next year is our goal. We might have something fun in Vegas for you. I think we've briefly talked about yeah. what's going on here, but I think that, that there's some fun stuff on the horizon and uh I always got faith in you, dude. Thanks, bro. I remember the one single you sent me and I remember I said something to you about who produced it. Yeah. Remember that. I'll yeah. never forget that because that felt good to me because it sounded different. Yes, and you I, know me. I love different. Sounding. Not 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 in a bad way, production wise. And I said, "Who produced this one?" And he was like, well, "Why are you asking that?" And he was like, "I was the first one I did, or yeah. had a hand in." And that's yeah. what. So, do you like working with Jason? Yeah, like, yeah. Do you like that as much as doing your own stuff? Uh, so I would say making music is my favorite part of my job. Yeah, like, I love that writing, writing or. Writing and writing and making music is is my favorite part of the my production job. side of it all. Yeah, like okay. making the songs and putting the songs out. That is my favorite part of my job. Like playing shows is cool, uh, but I didn't. And it's part of my job. It is a tool for my job. But there would be but, no show. Yeah, but that exactly. I songs is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. So for me, I love it working with other artists because now I can pull inspiration from something that is not mine and learn more with that artist and learn more production stuff with you know what they're doing and apply that back to my records and you know it just gives me a break but yeah man and i got to pick so me and brad have a publishing company all one of our writers danny orton all four of those songs uh are danny orton songs one of which is one that me danny and my bass player Gene wrote, so I got Gene a cut in that. That's so, awesome. So it's it's fun to be able to also on the publishing side find songs for an artist because they come from that school too, where it's like, you know, they like to hear songs. They like to hear other songwriters. There, there's very much a culture that supports the songwriting culture, which is why I think I will always favor that culture, just because yeah. I'm so passionate about the songwriting side. Is he? He's not on the same label as you. No, no, no. He's fully independent. So he doesn't write. He does write. He does write. Is yeah, he, he part wrote, of your publishing company? No, he wrote. He wrote uh, one of the songs that are on the four. Uh, but you know, Jason's just a big believer in cutting the best song, whatever yeah. that right. song wins. A lot of people don't do that. God, uh, and it makes a huge opportunity for songwriters. You yeah. Know? So you're getting paid to learn. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's what life's all about, man. It's literally what it's all yeah. about. That's I, and you get to put it into your own stuff, which is even cooler. Yeah, man. yeah. You keep learning. Yeah. So I'd like to, you know, dig into more records next year. Obviously, do more production for my stuff too. But uh, let touring be a tour season to where I can be more focused on right. Continue to write and make music. That's pretty freaking cool, man. I like that. I was wondering. I don't think I saw. I think he was posting that stuff. I didn't even know you were doing that. What? The Jason Michael Carroll stuff. Oh, yeah. I was just yeah. seeing Brad posting that stuff, and I I never put two and two together. I just thought you guys were in there, and or maybe just Brad was in there for that matter. Yeah, no, no, I was. That was a very right place at the right time. Lucky. Yeah, how did that happen? Was that something that you yeah. had approached Jason, or Jason approached no. you? It's so he wanted songs. He was needing songs, and obviously, uh, 
Brad manages Jason, so we pitched him songs, and Danny pitched him songs, and he got the songs. Then he went in and cut them, and what he was kind of cutting, it sounded more demo sounding. And Brad and him flew me over the songs, and I was like, man, this I'm a Jason Michael Carroll fan, and mm-hmm. I can tell you that like there has to be a certain level. Finesse level there and in his last few singles and he'll tell you this too he didn't get to do what he did when he was at Arista for the last you know three or four singles so he wasn't necessarily stoked on where those songs came out you know either so like I was just telling Brad I was like man I think that he needs a band and he needs like real production and Brad was like well would you do it <laughs> and bam who is the band uh so it's a lot of the guys that I use in in, sessions. in the studios, yeah, 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 and they've played for everybody, and they're incredible. Okay, I've been dying to ask you this: uh-huh. Who else are you listening to right now? We've talked about a, a bunch of people, but like, is there anybody else we haven't mentioned that you are just like really loving right now? Um, God, uh, so I always go, I always go the route. Like when I'm listening to something, I enjoy something that I think can take the songwriting aspect more, but. Yeah, I mean, I live in that Muscadine Bloodline world. Uh, Puddle of Mud. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nickelback. Nickelback. Uh, no, I I like... Um, Creed. Yeah. I like Logan Mize a lot. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I like uh, Donovan Woods, which is his co-writer. I like listening to him a lot. They're single. Um, Better Off... Or, uh, yeah. Better Grew off Apart. Oh, Grew, Grew apart. apart. Oh, my God. That song, dude. If it's you ever so go good. back and listen to Donovan Woods just in general... Listen to his music. Same. Um, I have not. I didn't. God, I never dove into his that. His songs are so good. He's got this one song. It ended up being a Tim McGraw cut, but uh, it's called Portland, Maine, and like he just kind of tells these stories, these wild stories, and uh, I, I love listening to his stuff. But I'm also big on when we're just riding. I'll listen to anything '90s country, you know, like uh, Brooks and Dunn. And, Montgomery, it's always it's always Montgomery, about Brooks and Dunn with you, Montgomery dude. Gentry, <laughs> Montgomery Gentry, uh, uh, Joe Diffie. Oh, Ooh, there's a good one. Uh, what is uh, the straight tequila night? John Anderson. John Anderson. Oh, oh wow. okay. So, what yeah. do you think about that new album that they just did? That tribute, John Anderson tribute album. Have you listened uh, to that yet? Yeah. So Ashley McBride's version of that was yep, money, that was and she's too. such a good singer. Um, I think that they should do more of those, yeah. and just like bring back some more of that kind of sound and, and music. But also I think that I think those early 2000, 2010 artists need to start coming back too. Like, dude, I sent James Otto a Oh, a man, there's TM, a name. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I just want you to know that I still love your music. Uh, <laughs> could you could you do I some more? I was like, do you have any plans of putting any more out? And uh, he was like, actually, I just made a record. So... James always putting out more music, and I Beautiful. was like, I was pumped. But That's awesome. like, I hope that guys like that, just because there's so many, and not throwing shade at new artists, but the artists that people are hearing now, they've emulated those artists so much. Yes. That it's like that's cool, but did you hear the original guy? So thing? I almost I have this theory that I almost think like a a reason why a lot of that sound is coming back is for people like my age, it's so nostalgic. Yeah. And then for kids that are like 13, 14, 15, they're like so used to the overproduced 
country music that we have a lot today that they're like, oh, this is such a new sound. Yeah. I love this. And I'm like, it's been around for forever. Yeah, yeah, Go and dig and peel back the layers. Or when That's the cover awesome. comes out and the kids are like, dude, you hear that brand new song from so-and-so? Yeah, and the you're kids like, bought version? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not well, bad, but I can tell you, I can tell you there is a wave of the younger generation because like I said, my daughter's 14. So like, I watch what she listens to and she digs the old stuff. So like Stevie Nicks and yes. uh Jimi Hendrix and like all the old rock stuff. Yeah, like, like that seventies. Yeah, that's that's so from your blood, likes, bro. That's she, from your blood. She even likes tool, you know. Tool? Like, yeah. So don't she's, laugh at she's that. I saw a, them three times in the last she's year. Such a like really? and yes. I'm obviously Weezer oh. and oh, uh, a good one. You know what's crazy about all of this stuff with with music is they so they did last weekend they did a um an emo night with a cover band and all they did not here but oh, okay. I'm here in Vegas but uh, a place down the street and now I just saw Resorts World is doing the same thing and they're all tying back well oh, yeah. they have that tour that's coming out when when we were kids yep and yep. I mean you look at all those artists on there and they're they're all coming back again um, Jake Rose you know him yeah yes he went back to his old band medicine new new medicine from that he was in 10 15 years ago and it's not country it's rock yeah. and he's out touring rock now i can't even get him to come play here country because he's doing his old stuff and what i do think, we think the theory is on that i feel like the pandemic made us all like dive deep back into all of this old music well, i mean i know my mom and i dug through her old vinyls and like listened to a tons of old stuff yeah i mean i think that it, the pandemic did allow opportunity for kids to dig through uh, old catalog but uh, unfortunately I think what it also did was make the desire for kids to want to go to concerts a, a oh that drive more. dude oh, yeah. we missed a lot I like to tell the story of myself I have a, I have a band here every Friday occasionally on Saturdays so I'm consumed with music but to flip the other side of that to an artist that's used to playing two three four times a week so, yeah. sort of thing I can't relate to that because that's that was your livelihood. I mean, yeah. that's what got you ticking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it was for a long time playing shows was how I paid the bills. Uh, then when you have something like the and publishing, I've been blessed enough to be signed as a songwriter for the majority of my career. So that takes a lot of the financial burden off of things. But mailbox money. Yeah. But <laughs> but like it, you know, having. Uh, the shows was like my big supplement, but after the pandemic happened and I really got to like stop and be more creative and make more music, I was like, oh man, this is what I like about my job. Because when you get caught in a, the race of just trying to go out there and play shows and sell tickets, honestly, you're out there just trying to make the next day work for everybody that you're paying. Yeah. Like, you're just a, it's a circus clown, basically. You get brought out there for however long your set is. They wheel you out there, you sing and dance for somebody who paid a ticket to watch you sing and dance. Yeah. And you go right back into your bus and you go to the next spot. I wasn't living any life. Yeah. I wasn't seeing anything. I was drug out there, basically, to pay everybody's bills. And it's not my passion anymore. It's you're making yeah. sure everybody can pay your mortgage yeah. and, yeah. you know, be a part of a thing. And... You know, shows to me, I have any, th I have a problem with anything that feels egotistical, and shows have gotten to a place where like that, 
even feels that way too, where it's way more ego than it is. You're not living life though. Yeah. The other side of that, I look at some artists like um, I know the the boys in the Cadillac Three. They have a whole area in their bus where they write, um, and that's part of their thing. That's but great. those guys, they're they're they've got a couple buses and they've got those things and they have the ability to bring people to write with them on the road and it's kind of a a neat whole thing when it when it when it comes to it but on your way up what else you do you do you don't get that luxury yeah you, no you don't get the time and i think for you to actually step away and realize that is is rare especially after the pandemic because you were probably missing playing well i guess you really didn't because you were out there you still yeah. did the backyards and bonfire yeah. stuff but i got to do it in the sense that i've always like I finally got to play shows again how I wanted to play shows and do things how I wanted to do them and live life in the process. Right. And you're not the boss of anything when you're a first of three out on a bus. You, th I don't care if your name's on the ticket or not. You have three people that are telling you yeah. what you can and can't do right. and how long you can hang out with people and what you... Like, it really isn't... Heaven forbid you steal the show. Yeah. 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 And it's... <laughs> And just like, or go and say hi to people while, like, there's so many rules of while people are. Is that still a thing? Yeah, you can't really? go out in the audience uh, when someone else or another act that you're performing with is on stage. There's a designated time when the show is over that you can run out to your merch stand and, like, really hang. And if you see any other artists that are hanging during a show, it's probably because they're local acts and they don't really care. But, Shit. like, with us, it's all agency. Contracts and deals and rules. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. And all the rules have to apply. And a little break I, from that. Yeah, when I'm out on nice. the road doing backyards, I can do whatever I want. If I want to go to a dive bar in Chicago after I'm done playing, I can go and catch an Uber and go and do whatever I want to do, or have some, Brad drive me over in the truck to wherever I want to go. Yeah. I can go and do whatever I want. Back then, no, you're not doing anything. You, all you're expected to do every it's day is wake glamorized. up, go out there and. Yeah, go out there and sing and make well, somebody money. So I got a I got a TikTok uh, probably three and a half, four years ago. I was sitting on the couch with my kid. Again, she's 14. And I got the name Toad Talk. T-O-A-D-T-O-K. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. That's right. Uh, I was going to use it for the backstage stuff to show people that this is, you guys are human. Oh, yeah. I don't have the time. <laughs> I wanted to do that. I get more messages to my phone of people asking me for my name, if they can have my at Toad Talk thing okay. versus anything but my whole point of that was to take the glamour out of it to show that people are human that you guys come in it's in vegas it's not hookers and blow you yeah. do yeah. your show and get on a plane well, and go to the next depends one. on maybe yeah. if you're at like the yeah. blue mule over there it's a little hookers and blow uh, yeah. that's that's there's, a whole that's a whole there's other also level. some yeah. artists that are definitely hookers and blow i'm just not one of those uh, artists. i just meant in that sense that like when they come through stone he's just showing them a, uh, like this kind of stuff you know yeah. that was that was the whole goal for it all and um i just need a little mini me that can run around and do that because i think people that's what's neat about these is people get to see a different side of who you are and i'm actually changing this in the next couple of weeks um i'm going to start putting cameras in here nice. and i'm going to start streaming to twitch uh my buddy mahoney is that's awesome he's uh the Mah the dave and mahoney morning show they're based out of here they're in 26 markets now Damn. 26 and i had lunch with them a couple weeks ago and he kind of like got into my shit and was like you don't videotape that dude and i'm like no he goes you don't monetize it i'm like i don't have the means to like yeah. he was like this is what you need to do so he built me out this thing and so i'm in the process of putting it together and camera there camera there as it goes to twitch they're side by side dude, I, I watch yeah i, I watch don't have to do any posts so much i watch so yeah. many podcasts well yeah. I, I guess one research thing I didn't do was like I know that Joe Rogan's on Sp on Spotify and he's video. I don't know if like I'm on 
Spotify, but I don't have video. video I don't know yeah. if you can just write the, write the, write the, I mean, I wrote my own code to get on Spotify. Well, I just wondered if I could do the same thing with so, video. And this is the yeah. thing, too, that makes it genius. Because, again, all the social media is tools. Yep. If you're filming your pod, you can then use a piece, a really good piece of that pod to put out um, in a reel. So he and it makes on all, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. One of the it's things just, he's, yeah. one of the things he did say to me was that they post two or three times a week on their reels and they make eleven hundred bucks a month off of them. Oh yeah, and I was true. like, for, yeah, oh, yeah. for reels, and he yeah. was like, yeah, absolutely, for reels, went, reels, went, yeah. some yeah. bitch, man. So, and there's a lot of stuff in here that's fun that will get people to, you know, to the watch. Bait, yeah. yeah, that kind of, yeah, exactly. Um, b- but I think people need to see a face. I've been doing this four years. Yeah, how about that? And I haven't wow. videotaped one. Well, because I used to do music. I used to have the artist Michael Ray sat right there and sang a song. And like three weeks later, I get this thing from a publishing company that says you can't post that. Yep. Yep. I'm like, why can't I post it? Oh, because pu- publishing. And I'm just like, what? So that's why different, I put doing the music side of different, it. Different, different world now, man. Yeah. So I mean, my goal is to actually get back to that, and then we can drink while we're doing it. Hell yeah. You haven't had this one yet. No. This a one's a bit of blue valor. Did we have it New Year's? No, I had the small batch. Is that a small batch? It is. It is the same. No, it wasn't. It was that other distributor that you hated. Oh, that we got rid of. But I didn't have it. Was this just past? Oh, wait a minute. I guess you're right. Yeah. I didn't have this. I've only had this about three months this now. Is the one that, this is the legit one. This is the legit one. This yeah. is the one. And we're actually, this is batch one, bottle 307. But we do uh, about 950, 960 per batch. And I'm going into batch two when I go bottle next time. Yes, batch yeah. two. And this one's hotter than the other one. This is 91 proof, dude. Mm. And it's yeah. oh yeah, you gotta take that oh, shit home. Am I allowed to pull? Burn a yeah, absolutely. burn a ward off of mule. Huh? <laughs> 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 it's the it's. I think it's smooth. I think it's good. I think it's that is good. The first one is it's got a bite to it. I mean, I just always say if someone doesn't drink whiskey, the first one definitely has a bite to it. But damn, how long did you age it? Man, that's a secret, bro. Trade secret. Oh, okay. Trade yeah. secret. I'll tell you off the mic, man. Yeah. Off the mic. Dude, tell people how to find you online. Sam Grow Music. And if it doesn't have a blue check mark, it's not legit. And I'm Sam Grow Music on TikTok, and there's 8 million people that try to do the same thing. I'm sorry. Just look at <laughs> look at the guy Look at the guy that's got 18,000 followers. That's me. It doesn't post that often. <laughs> that's me. I think I have, like, maybe 12 followers, so... I'll get there. You know what's hilarious? And this is what kids don't understand either. Or labels, which I think is, again, I could go on about labels all day long. Uh, How some of those people run music companies is unbelievable to me. But they get caught up on TikTok followers. If any of their analyst people, social media analyst people, took their TikTok of one of their artists that they signed that has like 300,000 or a million followers on TikTok, they brought those analytics into the office and pushed the analytic button. They see that all million of those people that follow that kid don't see any of his videos. Right. Yep. It, like, it's all for you and on the page. So I, followers don't mean shit on TikTok. Yeah. I did. There I you did. go, labels. Or they can be bought, baby. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that I did lie about something when I said Chase Beckham. I didn't. I don't want to call it a lie. Um, Lily Rose just came through. <gasps> and, uh, I love Lily. She... Uh, she pre-sold like I've never seen before here. She played really? for a full house. She put on a show, um, and it was all off villain from TikTok. I'm not saying it was all off of that, but that's where she she got yeah, a big yeah. thing. It was it was fun to talk to her. She used to come to Stoney's because her girlfriend was born and raised in Henderson. Yeah, and she her girlfriend's got pictures of the two of them underneath the ACM sign here from like 
year and a half, two years ago. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, she walked through the door the first time I met her. All she said to me was, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And I was oh, like, this is sweet. the coolest thing in the world. But another one that did translate, because it's good music. It goes she's back to good wonderful. Music. Yeah. I mean, I- she's playing it. At Joe's soon, right? Joe's live, and she just did Smoke Out. And yeah. again, oh, yeah. there right. were, she was, oh, God, I think she was the opening on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. There were tons of people there, yeah. tons of people there. So I think, I think again, she's one of those artists that's used social media as a tool, not necessarily as a crutch or, like, putting all of your eggs in one basket. I feel like she's used it. In great ways. God, I'm so excited to see her again. She was just in Chicago again. She was on uh, the Chris Lane tour. Yep. And just blew the place up. She left here, went to somewhere in San Francisco, had two shows up there, and then came back, played Country Fan Fest, left there, played Watershed, Night in the Yearington. I was just like, Jesus, like 14 days, 10 10 shows. I'm like, holy cow, holy cow. Well, I actually got to meet her at Smokeout. So she was standing in the media pit and she, we were watching who, oh, yeah, it was Saturday because she was watching Sam Hunt. And like, she, Hmm. I can also just tell, is a lover of music. Like, she's her favorite artist. What? It's her favorite artist. Oh, really? If you listen to Toad's Tunes, you would know that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And my mic is off. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she's just, she's wonderful. Awesome. Thanks again for the time, sir. Yeah, man. Tell people how to find you online. Um, You can go ahead and follow Backstage Bobby and uh, keep up with news in Chicago and apparently now in Vegas. So there we go. Yeah. (laughs) We'll have to do this again. I know. Thanks again for the time. Sam Grow, everybody. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Heading up to here, you finally hit the wall. All the things I should have done right, I did them all wrong. Not changing my ways, staying out late, spinning out of control. I tried to fix this, but the problem was you were always.